My name's Dave Infiltrate and with me is John Longworth. I'm delighted to welcome John, former European tour player. Good evening, John. Oh, good evening, Dave. Great to be with you here on the eve of what I personally am absolutely delightedly excited, if that's such a phrase, at the prospect of this coming Reardon's tournament. I mean, what a history it's got. 16 years of glory down the years. This podcast is going to introduce you to all the highlights, the lowlights, the features, the things we can look forward to most above all the statistics, who's got the form. I'm going to bring you all the news views and interviews as we work through the pod. Over to you, Dave. Thanks very much, John. Great to have you for this first ever pilot show of The Reardons. Very exciting to be doing this today on the eve of what is the 17th tour. Um, I think we're going to talk through the three sections on the pod today. We'll be looking at Mallorca and the destination that is ahead of us, uh, all the players, seeing, understanding what courses they'll be playing and what they can expect when they get out there. And then my favourite bit, of course, of this pilot, we'll be looking at the form guide. Who's got the stats? Who's got the form going into it? Who can expect to win? Can Newcastle break their duck? of the last three years, break their hoodoo. Can Loughborough go four wins in a row? That's never been done before. The crowds are going to be massive. The atmosphere is going to be rocking. The nightlife, as we know in Mallorca, is expecting a large crowd that travels all over the globe with the Reardons. And I, for one, can't wait to be there. So, John, we're going to break it up. We're going to start with Mallorca. Then we're going to go through the form, the tune and the Loughborough. Who are the players to watch and who should we get most excited about? So, John, get us underway. Let's take a look at the venues. Uh, what an exciting lineup we've got this, this year. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Sure, it's a great lineup. Before we start, I should say we've had a few comments already on social media. You can, of course, contact us on social media, uh, our Twitter feed, at The Reardons, or, of course, you can just email Dave and John at thereardons.googlemail.com. A few of the comments from our listeners have already been coming in. I should point out that due to some technicalities in our statistics department, the uh, actually, we've been viewers have pointed out and listeners have pointed out we've got a couple of things wrong already on the first pilot pod. Of course, it is the 18th uh, tour this year, not the 16th, have a miss of us. Statistics were uh, not updated past 2017, so a bit of an error there from the organising committee. I'm sure that will come back uh, later when the uh, when the press and everybody gets hold of it. But this is, of course, the 18th tour. Um, and let's start indeed with uh, a couple of the highlights in terms of the venues. Um, yeah, uh, day. Well, I can tell you the first day is very exciting. Day one, Song Gaul. Um, not played before, of course, in the tour. A long six and a half thousand yards for the players to get round. Uh, Woozy, the great Ian Woozy, I'm describing this as a bit like Augusta. A magnificent condition at the moment. I was out there last week just doing a bit of a pre-tour recce. Particularly looking forward to the players getting down the 18th. Of course, this is vital because, uh, of course, Song Gaul is the venue for the singles on the last day as well. So the 18th at a massive 585 yard par five will really um, will really test the players there. Uh, a lot to look out for there. A fantastic venue uh, for day one. And then the lads get a chance to come back and visit on day four as well. Day one, of course, uh, pre the tour, a little bit of controversy. Breaking from tour traditions, uh, there will be a group going out early. Uh, Nicholas Laycock, of course, at the centre of that controversy. We'll come back to his form later. Um, but I know uh, a lot's been written and said about that, uh, perhaps offline, and less said about that right now on the show, the better. But there will be an early group. Uh, 
uh, which of course will well how will that affect the players as they go down the first uh, in the afternoon the traditional 2pm tea time the curtain raiser we've seen it this year the Masters started of course early at Augusta and uh, the crowds took a bit of time to build up and I'm sure that'll be the case on day one but uh, for those going out they set fair for a magnificent course then of course day two uh, one of my favourites Santa Ponza 1 um, opened in 97 in 77 of course so it's got a good history to it and the great Seve won it in eight, won the Spanish Open in 88 and of course uh, 10 years later Miguel Jimenez repeated that feat in 98 uh, a long long wide fairways favouring the long hitting guys so the likes of uh, Valzi and uh, Youngy will, uh, will very much be uh, up for that one but of course a lot of trees so that's going to possibly worry the likes of Hambry and um Dominic, as I'm sure the, the fans will be calling out, whose short game always comes under a little bit of pressure around the greens. A lot of trees there at Santa Ponza 1. Uh, and I would point out the 10th the there particularly, the 616-yard par 5. That will, of course, favour the long hitters as they round the turn there. And then, of course, day three, uh, we're off to uh, San Montana for the Greensums. A new format this year, much anticipated. A lot of elevated, tr- uh, elevated tees. That's going to get the crowd rocking. Uh, a really exciting format. Looking uh, redesigned, of course, in 2016, that course. And the fifth and sixth being a particular highlight uh, of that course. And then we'll wrap it up, of course, back to Songol for day four. Uh, Mallorca set fair. Yeah, thanks a lot there, Dave. Uh, great summary. I mean, what, a, what an exciting prospect those uh, golf uh, courses play to be. But let's just set up the contest. I mean, if you look at it, season, you know, in the history, it's now Loughborough 11, Newcastle 5. Uh, a couple of draws in there as well. 11-5 Loughborough. They're very much the form side. You have to go back to 2015 at the Algarve. Of course, Newcastle victorious. Nine and a half, five and a half. The Toon will not want to get to a place where they've not won in four years. Of course, there's been a, a change in their selection policy and their squad. So they'll be bringing back Pelling. Uh, let's just take a look at the lineups. Uh, before we do, uh, Dave, I would just give a shout out to three players in particular. You have to credit at the longevity of Vickery, Todd and Laycock, all making their 18th tour appearance. That is something I'm sure they and their families are immensely proud of. Uh, and down the years, they've given us all some great moments of uh, delight. And uh, I know they're all very much the fans' favourites. And to be welcoming them back for their 18th year is a pretty special occasion. Of course, there's a pack of a group of players behind them on the sort of 14, 16 and 17 appearances who are also keen. And of course, we welcome back this year uh, much to the delight of the international contingent really widening the appeal of this contest Sean Pelling who of course in the wilderness for probably 13 years or so making his third appearance not appeared since his last tour in 2003 much like Tiger Woods who would have thought he could come back all these years but a great addition to the tour and I know the merchandise centres around the uh, international uh, friends are doing brisk business with the uh, welcome back Pelling t-shirts and the uh, commemorative memorabilia so that's going to be a great addition to the tour. But as I say, 11-5, all the work to do for that Newcastle team. And let's just have a look for a moment at uh, what we'll be expecting. Let's, uh, let's look first at Captain Young. A lot's been written and said about this man. He carries an awful lot, not just himself, he carries an awful lot of expectation uh, on his shoulders. You know, very much the John Daly of the team, certainly is in attire. Uh, has a good record, a lot to be expected from him.
You're not wrong, John. You're not wrong talking about Youngie there. He's on his, uh, Simon Young, his 16th appearance. And you look at his record. I mean, he, he is the lead. He's the talisman, if you like, of the Newcastle squad. Not so much from his captaincy perspective, but if you look at his stats, he's now, we he went positive last year in terms of his win-loss ratio. He's now 26 wins in all matches, 25 losses and just nine draws. So he has gone positive. The only player in the Newcastle squad to have a positive ratio. He'll be looking, he's fifth overall in the all-time rankings, so he'll be looking to move further up the leaderboard. But more importantly, it's all about what sort of start he makes. We know that when he's under pressure, he can sometimes wilt a bit. But of course, we know in his locker, on his day, there's probably nobody better on the squad, on both teams. Although, of course, the Vals fans would very much contest that. But from a Newcastle point of view, you get the impression that if Young is firing, that team will be firing. Then looking down to Laycock. Now, he's clearly had a very difficult couple of years. His record now, he's looking at his 18th appearance. He's 22 wins, 39 losses and just five draws. But what I would say is that man, from all accounts, is working very hard He's practised. He's in possibly the best shape he's been for a few years. He'll be looking to make sure he makes a significant contribution. And we know he has the talent to do it. If you look at David Todd, third in the pecking order there for Newcastle. Uh, his 18th tour, 24 wins, 36 defeats and six draws. Not quite off 15 this year, but last year, of course, like Tiger, plagued with back trouble. This year comes in a lot fresher, a lot leaner, and looking forward to seeing him swing free and easy because we know that Todd has the ability, can conjure up Bubba Watson-esque escapades around the short game. So looking forward to seeing Todd in action. Then in fourth for the Newcastle team, Dominic Adamson. Dominic, the cry will go out, of course, from the tune on many occasions. His 14th appearance, very much the leader when it comes to off-course activities in the fashion stakes. The head of fashion, his golf has struggled a little over the years. 12 wins, 32 losses and seven draws. He won't like that, but I know deep down, a fiery competitor, had a fantastic year off the course, very much a lucrative year for him. Ray made a lot of headlines throughout the year for all the right reasons and that's why he's a firm favourite with the Toon fans but he'll be looking for more on his 15th appearance Seymour of course is up next the big hitting financial muscle on the team his 12th appearance night now Arguably behind Young, the best record of the tune. 19 wins in all his matches, just 21 losses and only three draws. So almost going positive now for Seymour in his 12th appearance. A lot will be expected from him. If, he get, if it stays cold, he may decide on his attire to take trousers with him. They may come off mid-round with the old zips. The fans love it when he does that. That'll get the tune going. We'll be looking for big things from Seymour in his trousers. And last, but by no means least, as I said earlier in the intro, Sean Pelling from the International Wilderness, now back as a resident with us. His third year, not a bad record to be fair, from his eight matches in his two tours, three wins and five defeats. So could go positive this year on that ratio. A very welcome return. The tune will be hoping for big things and we can't wait to see them in action. Yes, a great summary there, John, of the uh, Newcastle of the Newcastle Toon side. What a prospect we've got in store! But let's just look for a moment at the Loughborough team, stacked with, I guess, from right from the top, the leadership of Vickery, 
the desire, the hunger, and quite frankly, the talent. This is a team that glistens with talent wherever you look at it. You're looking at a team that now, this year, goes in with its with its least capped player now being in double digit. That's Val's at 10 tours. These guys are veterans. They've been around the block putt after putt after putt. They continue to confound the critics and continue to amaze the golfing world with the results they put out. And there's, there's frankly, that's not overselling it. I mean, let's look at the team. Vickery in his 18th year now, uh, a real uh, Captain Marvel, if you like. 30 wins, 25 losses and nine draws. He's in positive. We know he had a great tour last year. He's continued. He's moved further south for sunnier climbs. The warm weather on his back. Obviously, plenty of time on his hands uh, in the domestic situation. So he's been firmly on the uh, Southern England tour for the last season six months training hard for this we know he'll be a constant threat and of course obviously slight controversy as he was uh, ruled for some slow play not the slowest on the team but certainly uh, the fans and, and the officials will be watching for that but in Captain Marvel you can't really go much further with that record and you can't look much further to expect a haul of points from him but I know he won't be complacent never is looking down then Hambry the number one ranked man on the tour 35 wins 19 losses and 8 draws what a record it is from the samurai swinging well training very hard and he could be the man who comes out victorious again McAndrew then his 16th tour of duty 33 wins 20 defeats and 5 draws really has the ability to uh well, to slow play down, but under the new rules, I'm sure that'll be speeded up. We know the new rules from the uh, PGA this year coming into force. That can only help the spectators, but of course, still very much a firm fan's favourite. And McAndrew has put in more training for this tour than ever before. I know that in person. Uh, he's set for a very good tour. Valsey then, his 10th tour, as I say, big hitting Vals. Undoubtedly the finest golfer on the Loughborough side. 17 wins, 14 defeats and only two draws. So always exciting matches with Valsey. Hard hitting, big hitting, can pull anything out of the bag. He'll be keen to contest the number one ranked player on the tour itself against Youngie, both on the day and in the evening slots. Uh, Reardon's the, the talisman, if you like, the polter of the team. Rock solid for Loughborough. 31 wins, 29 defeats, and only three draws again. His 17th appearance, second most capped on the Loughborough squad. He'll be there, tight fitting as always. Lean fighting machine, ready for the Loughborough cause. We know he'll battle hard. And finally, bring up the rear is Cross. Ever dependable, they'll have plenty of enthusiasm. 33 wins, just 19 losses, and eight draws in his 16th appearance. It really is. As you say, Dave, it really is all set. It's Loughborough, it's Newcastle, it's the Reardons. I hope you've enjoyed this pilot pod. Remember to contact us on social at the Reardons or Dave and John at googlemail.com. We'll see you in Mallorca.